0: season of Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hutink, uh, and my co-host, um, Christian Conway.
1: This week brought to you by the miracle of Zycam.
0: Yeah, he's uh, fighting a sinus infection. And they, are,
1: they are no joke. They are no no joke.
0: Yeah, and I'm just basically running myself ragged working uh, two teaching jobs. So uh, thank you guys so much for previous listeners. Thank you for new listeners. Um, In fact, just to catch everybody up to speed, um, I was, how I got into this, uh, the official reporter for what was called MLS female. And uh, we were bringing things from the female perspective, but now we're switching things up and we felt it was time to switch uh we're just trying to represent women in the industry um getting into sports media women are underrepresented and women of color underrepresented and so now it's called switch the pitch and so that's what that pretty much was about and how I got into um the sports media Um, I kind of straddle this line of fan and media and that's kind of what switch the pitch allows me to do so I don't have official credentials because I want to be able to take pictures with the players when they are going (laughs) to trainings and and uh, then of course I started podcasting uh, first as a guest my first podcast ever was LA's our house and then I got on to other ones and uh, we'll be bringing you an origin episode too but just to catch you guys up and uh, yeah now here we are I started my own pod and thankfully, Christian has come on as my co host.
1: And it's been a wonderful journey ever since.
0: <laughs> yeah. And just to give some background on Christian, he is a supporter.
1: Yeah. Uh, I joined, or I, I became a Galaxy fan through Angel City Brigade. Ooh, God, 15 years ago? Oh, couldn't have been 15 years ago. It was a while ago um i'm also i'm also not trying not trying to date myself and (laughs) make myself feel old
0: well Um, i mean mls is celebrating its 25th anniversary that is true it's weird to
1: be older than the league you support you know like that's that's just such a weird concept to me but um yeah so uh michelle reached out and all of a sudden here we are uh after one good season we're ready to start another
0: Yes, and we do have a third person on here, uh, Jamie Bacon, as you might know her from Twitter. Um, but but yeah, uh, our schedules kind of don't match up, so we're gonna try to get us all on though. Don't worry, and live pods will be coming at you. She's
1: like the heavy artillery, like when when things are going pretty serious, we need to you know bring the big guns in. You know, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a, bit,
1: it's a it's a bit like an Avengers kind of thing where it's like, oh no, we can't deal with it. Let's call him like the Avengers Assemble kind of thing, you know? And she's she's like the the one that you know, I don't know. I don't know which Avenger she'd be. I'm sure.
0: I'm sure she, she could tell us.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. This but, is know. where my
1: this is where my knowledge of the Avengers film franchise ends.
0: I know. Same. I know she's a big fan, but yeah, you, you, we're collaborating with a lot of um, you know others of those podcasters and in people that you'll know. Uh, so to be able to find me on Twitter, I am MC Hootink, and uh, simply soccer. You can find us through uh, simply soccer. Two underscores, because apparently there's some other pages that use Simply Soccer.
1: Simply Soccer is simply a popular name, actually.
0: Apparently. (laughs) Um, And how they can find you?
1: Uh, I'm on Twitter at TransPants121, and I'm on Instagram at CConway12.
0: Yes, so you should be able to find both of us through um, Simply Soccer. I think that's the easiest way to find us.
1: Tweet me for general Galaxy questions, news, and also crappy recommendations and my long-suffering love of the San Diego Padres.
0: <laughs> right. So Christian's coming at us from San Diego. I'm coming at you from L.A., L.A. I'm actually recording in Hollywood right now.
1: Oh, she, oh, she's fancy
0: today. Oh, yeah. I'm an international English teacher when I am not playing the uh, sports media role. Yeah. Yeah. So I know L.A. Galaxy fans are joining us because you want us to dive right in.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we made the biggest signing of the window. Emiliano Ince was a a massive signing.
0: Oh, you know how it goes. Um, I think we Uh, are also looking for a goalkeeper.
1: Yeah, I know. Right. That. Look. All right. Let's drop all the pretext. The Galaxy did make a bit of a massive move today.
0: (laughs) They did. They did. Um, Javier Chicharito Hernandez of the Mexican fame and other clubs as you know um I mean we can pull it up right now exactly what he's been on you know uh played for
1: uh yeah originated at 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 Chivas uh Guadalajara he's played um for uh, Real Madrid Manchester United there was a stint at West Ham uh he was at Stuttgart in the Bundesliga most recently with uh Sevilla um where he only managed nine games scored three goals in those games um Uh, currently 31 years old and actually I thought he was a lot older than that Um, but
0: so did I
1: yeah (laughs) I I think it's a testament well it's a testament to his career that he's been so successful for so long that I know a lot of us are kind of sitting there being like oh he's only 31 like wow Um, and sorry I misspoke he did not play for Stuttgart he played for Bayer Leverkusen in in, uh, the Bundesliga but yeah I mean uh, there there there's some there's some names in that former club list that you know are easy on the eye, especially, you know, United and Real Madrid and, and, uh, I mean, Leverkusen's a force in, in, in Germany. Um, and then, uh, I mean, Sevilla is kind of where a lot of, I've, I've kind of always identified as the island of misfit toys where you have a lot to offer if, you know, still in Europe, but you don't really fit anywhere. Sevilla will pick you up and, and, and you, they will make it work. Um, but yeah, and I mean, obviously his Mexican national team career, he's the all-time leading goal scorer for the Mexican national team. I mean, he's yeah. I, I mean, it, what it's something like uh, 52 goals for uh, over 109 caps for the Mexican national team. He's, I mean, an absolute, you know, an um, incredible player. I mean, I, I think with Chicharito, he's he's oddly flown under the radar in a lot of respects. Like he's 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 been consistently very good no matter where he's gone. He's scored goals. I mean, he's been a contributor in pretty much every team he's been to. I you, you know. Sevilla is probably the one place where it didn't really entirely work out for him, but that's—I don't think it's necessarily his fault. I think it's the fact that the sporting director at uh, at Sevilla really wanted him, and then they hired on Julian Lopetegui, and I think just Lopetegui didn't see him as a fit in his system. Which, knowing Lopetegui's teams, that kind of does make sense. But even you know, it's a testament that even when he was on the outs at Sevilla, even when you know he was kind of frozen on the bench he was still you know being a contributor in a, in a very big way and i think that says a lot to his character that you know he's not gonna let situations like that he he doesn't get discouraged by negative situations very easily um and that's always that, that's kind of always been a hallmark of teachers careers he doesn't really give up ever he's got a, a certain tenacity about him that I, I i find really impressive and um i i, I, I mean We'll get we can definitely get into more of the X's nose and, and, and kind of uh, and then like the, the, the cultural conversation that surrounds the signing but I mean just from a like a, a, a general broad point of view this is one of those one of the signings where the rest of MLS kind of looks and says oh man the galaxy did it again like they can't, they went out
0: and, <laughs> that's <for sure. laughs> and,
1: and and shook the boat and um, I, I mean this is this is a brilliant pickup and um, I think you know he's he's still got a lot to offer and I think he views this move it, as, as that, like he, he, he's 31. He believes he should be starting for a major team and, you know, talk about MLS's ranking and world leagues all you want, but the galaxy are considered, you know, on the fringes of a major team in the world. So he's going to have eyes on him. He's going to be closer to Mexico, the Mexican national team. He's been a little bit of a rocky relationship with Tata Martino. Now Tata Martino is going to be in the area. He's going to have to pay attention to him more. This is, I mean, for Chicharito, this move makes a, a ton of sense. Uh, and for the galaxy, I mean, this is what the galaxy do is that they go out and they sign players that are going to, to draw eyes to the team over uh, the entirety of MLS.
0: Big names. And also, I mean, our strikers are, are usually the ones that are the biggest names. And so, you know, a couple things I'll start with is um, just some anecdotes on my side. Like I have non-soccer friends, I know, surprise, surprise. And I, I mean, when I say non-soccer friends, I mean like these friends of mine know zero about soccer and uh they as soon as they find out i go do you know javier hernandez they're like you're signing C- chicharito and then you know they said even they don't care but they they totally know everything I and mean, they see him on bags of chips and everything like that um and as you saw in like the galaxy uh, media release video that was the whole thing that chicharito has been part of our culture especially in la you know it's just kind of always in the background and uh, I mean, first of all, I think people should stop comparing him to Zlatan. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, this is that expectation of who's going to get us those goals. Um, honestly, for me, and you know, Christian's going to tell you himself about like he doesn't understand all the hate. But for me, I I was not warmed up to this. I, I was not thrilled with it. And you know, to be honest, I wasn't thrilled when Zlatan was coming because I was worried that you know, he was going to take the limelight away from the team, and in a lot of ways he did, and it became a one-man show, but, you know, I've warmed up to this idea, but why all the hate? Well, first of all, if you're a U.S. national team fan, he's robbed us of our gold cups.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All U.S. national team fans just got a little bit of a PTSD attack quickly.
0: (laughs) You know, I'm just flashing back to the 2011 one myself at the Rose Bowl, so, you know, okay, yes, you can blame the U.S. men's on their own for that mess. But at the same time, it's like it's just you know that he's a super sub, you know that is gonna come on and you're just like, oh no, here we go. And whatever color hair he had at the time, you know, you're just like flashing back. And so um that that's kind of where that apprehensiveness came from. The the other thing is you kind of have this feeling of, oh no, LAFC fans are now gonna switch over and be Galaxy fans.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I think the market of LAFC fans who were going to switch over were not necessarily diehard LAFC fans or Galaxy fans in the first place. They're they're fans of players, not really fans of clubs. And true, I mean, true that. Whatever. Like if that's if that's your bag, that's your bag. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, be mean about it. I mean, I I think there's you know, I I my European allegiances are are generally towards players, not not clubs. But I mean, that's also because right. I don't I don't have tangible access to those teams every week as I do to like the Galaxy and stuff like that. So. I think a lot of those people that are switching over weren't necessarily the most loyal in the first place to LAFC, you know?
0: Absolutely. So, like, two things. I mean, you did think of Chicharito as, like, this super sub. Um, you know, we, we want somebody who's going to be able to not just play... I don't know. This has to, like, totally fit in with GBS's style. That's what I've been told. That's what I think it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be amazing to watch, like, regardless. Um, Obviously, ticket sales are going to go up. You're going to have all these, like, season ticket holders now. Um, You know, and Chicharito's got three years that he signed with us.
1: So... Well, so... The conversation that's being had where they're directly comparing Zlatan Ibrahimović to Chicharito, I think it's just a non-starter in the first place. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a disingenuous comparison, especially you mentioned the whole entire fact that when Zlatan came, he turned the Galaxy into his one-man circus. If you look at Zlatan's career, that's kind of been what he's done everywhere. Uh, Yeah. Like, the reason it didn't work for him at Barcelona is because that was the one institution where he could not be bigger than the club. Like, he was not going to be bigger than the institution. So... And Chicharito wasn't that type of guy. I mean, the other thing about it was with the slots on ball, I, part of the reason why I think the Galaxy struggled a lot last year was because, you know, Pogon and, and and Antuna, and all, you know, in the later stages of the season, Allison Dream would be bursting into space, flying, and they'd kind of stop, wait, you know, check the mail, do some laundry. Oh, Slotan's finally gotten into the box. Okay, we should probably cross it, um, which allowed opposing defenses to, you know, reset up shop and, and defend what was a predictable ball. Chicharito was a quick player, and he still got speed. So the, a lot of what the plan was last year, you're going to see a lot of the similar kind of thing, but I think it's going to be a lot more effective because now you've got, you know, in a, in a counter-attacking situation, you've got Kitai, you've got Pavon, and you've got Chicharito screaming down the field, and now, you know, you've got two center backs that are on skates trying to decide, well, where, where, where do I defend? Um, so I think that's that's going to be a thing. The thing about Chicharito is he he's not going to – I don't think he's going to come in and have a 30 goal season quite like Otton Ibrahimovic did, simply because, and I th- and I, I say that as a testament to Ibrahimovic because I mean, Ibrahimovic is 37, 38, but I mean the guy's a freak of nature. Like he pulled off things that like most normal strikers will never be able to do. The other thing about it, I I wager is that the reason he had to do that in the Galaxy was because of the fact that they that they were being put in positions where defense the defense that they were facing had time to settle in had time to you know manmark had time to get in position to be successful at defending and it required on Ibrahimovic to do the incredible in this I think with Chicharito they're not going to have to do that anymore because Chicharito is so good about taking that extra or the, taking the first step moving before the defender finding that little bit of space that the defender isn't thinking about getting and using that to their advantage he's going to tap he's going to tap in a lot of easy goals but that I think that's a credit to how good he is in terms of his ability to to find space in the box and and you know show you know you know unsettle a defender with a you know a quick step over or something like that before you know running onto or latching onto the final ball. The question is going to be of course service and that was the question last year. But I think with a guy like Katai and a guy like Pavone feeding him, he's going to have good service. And I think you know if they can you know keep you know feeding the ball you know in opportune areas. I mean this is what Chicharito feasts on and is is you know, opportune moments in the box. Um, the other thing I think about Chicharito or two other things I think about Chicharito that differentiate him from slots on in terms of the signing is uh, one, he, he's a consummate presser when the ball turns over, like the galaxy will be able to defend from the front, which is something they weren't able to do cohesively last year, simply because a Ibrahimovic had no interest in pressing or defending. Like that was just, that was not in the contract. Like that was not part of the deal. Um, I don't blame him being 38 years old and on a torn ACL, yeah, I, I wouldn't either. I just, nope, I don't, uh, I, I wouldn't have the energy. Um, so they'll be able to defend from the front, which if you look at the successful teams around the world today, most of them are defending from the front. Like The line of confrontation is when the ball turns over in the defensive, or in the offensive third, or in your opponent's defensive third. That's where the line of confrontation begins. And so now the Galaxy will be able to effectively do that, which I think is going to improve the the defense just in general, because yes, they obviously had a lot of individual issues defensively last year. I mean, you talk about, you know, Poland had a couple of, of, of nightmare games. I mean, we can all point to Giancarlo Gonzalez and one-on-one defending in that game against LAFC in the playoffs. I mean, he was absolutely destroyed every single time Brian Rodriguez or Diego Rossi went at him. But there was also a lot of kind of team cohesion in terms of, you know, overloads and so forth that, you know, they were defending with one less man pretty much whenever the ball turned over because Ibrahimovic wasn't going to do that. Chicharito is going to do that, and Chicharito is very good at doing that. So I think that's going to be a, a really big benefit to the signing, I think, outside of outside of just the pure goal numbers. The other thing about it is Chicharito's underrated skill, I think, is the fact that he's actually a pretty good holdup player. He can, you know, have his back to a defender, make himself an outlet, play a quick pass, and then spring himself into space. He's actually more physical than I think a lot of people give him credit for. Um, so I think that's going to be really beneficial when you consider how quick the Galaxy attack is going to be with Pavon, with, you know, Katai, um, with Legette, who's surprisingly a lot quicker than I think people give him credit for. Um, so I think those are kind of outside of just the pure goal numbers. I mean, Chicharito offers so much versatility in terms of how the Galaxy want to attack and how the Galaxy are going, you know, to to operate in terms of defensive team pressing as well. And I think that's that's going to be a really big benefit to how the galaxy play next year. Or I guess that's, this year.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This year and next year and the year after. No. And thank you for that is because, um, you know, the defense is the biggest, biggest, biggest concern. Our argument is that like, no matter who you have on top, if if we don't have the defense, you know, when you see that Shelby is still on the roster, you know, and that we're not going to Felcher's is coming back. We don't have anybody else for that. Um, you know, the good news is now that Su is back there um you know that hopefully we can go ahead and and be able to I don't know you think a four three three formation is the way to go uh
1: I I mean what last year it played like a four yeah, last year it kind of played like a four two three one. I think that's pretty it played like a it would on paper was a four two three one that played like a 4-3-3 three, three. I think it's pretty much going to be the plan um i I think it's cholooto's argentine soccer genetics require him to play the four three three I think it's mm-hmm. just that you are and the you are office born,
0: is soccer that he likes to play yeah.
1: if you are born argentine you are like it's like ingrained in your brain that four three three is the only way to play soccer mm-hmm. um but yeah, I think it's gonna look uh, it's gonna be a four three three that will turn into a, kind of like a 4-3-2... or um a four two three one on on defense mm-hmm. um but I mean look. We're going to be, again, we're going to be able to defend from the front for the first time. And that makes a huge difference in terms of cutting down moments where, moments in transition where, you know, a defender is one-on-one up the field. And if he gets beat, then it's, you know, hope that Bingham makes a save. You know, like, that's going to help cut down on that a lot. And I think it's going to be probably... I don't know if it's going to be the most noticeable thing about team defense this year, but it's going to be definitely something that I think a lot of people are going to take notice of and say, Oh, the galaxy are are pressing a lot better than they did last year.
0: Definitely. I mean, okay. We know that he's a decorated player. We all want that sixth cup, you know, like the galaxy are overdue. And so you guys root for the the, the LA galaxy. Don't worry about the name that's on the back. You know, I I think that the other concern that people are having is that this is going to be like, what if he turns into, Giovanni dos santos
1: the thing is well i mean personality wise they're two very different people like
0: yes yes I like very chicharito like
1: <laughs> chicha, chicha is a, a a very he's a family-oriented man he's he's very he's um, very religious he's very you know and very on the straight and narrow like literally all he wants to do is play soccer and then go home and play with his kids kind of guy mm-hmm. um so and Giovanni de Santos, we've heard the stories, it wasn't that. um so I think and and I mean, Tetru's work ethic is is always been a very big thing that people harp on is like he he, he he puts his head down and works, and he's he's never satisfied with just okay, which I think is a very you know good thing to have in the locker room just in general around like you know, if if this integration of the academy and the first team in terms of putting them together in situations is a thing that's moving forward with Dennis Declosa and, and Shaloto, having a guy like Chicharito whose whose work ethic is incredibly strong and incredibly you know driven, I think it's, that's that that benefits the whole club. I think Shaloto's type or Shaloto's dream players is a guy that has a really high work ethic. I mean, if you look at the signings that he's made, um, they're all guys that that work hard. And so, um, and I think that reflects Sholotto. He was always a hard worker when he was in Columbus. Um, So I think that his, the concern about the off field affecting the on field, I I think is mitigated here unless, you know, there's, but again, we never know what's going to happen. We never know what goes on in people's lives. So, you know, but I, I think mostly that fear of it turning into Geo is, I think, mitigated. Also, I mean, he's playing with Jonah and Jonah's pretty good about holding people accountable. And I think that's going to help as well.
0: Yeah, and I mean, look, um, Chicharito's played in many places across, you know, all over the world, and so um, he's played for two of the he's
1: played for two of the biggest clubs in Europe. I mean, like exactly, it, it, no, not just in Europe, in the world. I mean, he's played for how much? Manchester United. You're not, you don't go to either of those clubs if you're a scrub, you know. <laughs>
0: for sure. And what I was gonna say though, what you know, as a as a media personality, like I thought, oh man, like maybe I need to get part of the reason why. I'm not in the industry either is that, um, like officially getting paid, whatever. Um, you know, I've seen that the galaxy wants you to be bilingual, but then I saw that she those English is like kind of perfect. Um, that's what I'm saying. Six, that's what years. I'm saying. So I, I, I really appreciated him for that. And look, you guys, like I was, I'm right up there. I was one of like the biggest haters. Just like when, when this came out, I was all like, no. Um, but then look, if, if what we've told you so far hasn't warmed you up to him, I've got a quote from Chicharito. It doesn't matter if Vela scores or doesn't score. LA Galaxy is the biggest club and will win more championships than them. Definitely. <laughs> Come on. Like, I mean, already. Also,
1: also, if you weren't on board with a former Manchester United and Real Madrid striker joining the Galaxy, your expectations for MLS and this team are way too high. <laughs>
0: also that right like but hey thanks for listening to us and that's why you know that that yeah i mean i I hope that
1: so i mean the the mexican media has been having a field day with this because i mean you know he's he is he's very much idolized um in mexico and amongst you know mexican national team fans i can't remember the tv show and i I, and i saw this on twitter last night and i can't remember the tv show because what i saw was so (laughs) horrifying but they had a guy so there was like it was uh this the desk was like the two interviewers, and then they had a guy dressed up in a Chicharito mask. Oh that my god, I saw that! The Halloween movie where Michael Myers wears that mask. Like it was straight, like straight up, like that, but Chicharito. <laughs> and they doctored an old Real Madrid kit with like a taped-on Galaxy crest and a taped-on Herbalife thing. And I was so horrified by what I was It like literally. <laughs> <laughs> the just, thing
0: of nightmares. I mean,
1: zoomed in on the, this poor guy's face who's like answering as Chicharito in this horrible mask. And his eyes I've, I've never seen someone whose eyes literally read, Save me from this hell immediately. As those guys, um, it was horrifying.
0: Yeah, but look, this is the fun that we're gonna have. It's already started. I mean, look it was officially announced today and I know Christian you've been wanting to record and I just said just wait just wait not because I didn't think that things could fall through but you know so many other people and uh, you know well, have been talking 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 and like I just wanted to you know.
1: Well, the, other about this, the other thing about this and and I give credit to the Galaxy front office in this case is January transfers are really really difficult just because the 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 amount of time that you have is only a month and for like these big name transfers these I mean these take like two, you know, th- this is the process of two or three years of talking and that's two months of negotiation. And finally, everything comes to the table. Like for them to get this deal done within a month, not even within a month, within two weeks is really impressive work from Dennis to De close up and his team, because, you mm-hmm. know, Sophia had just signed him in the summer window. They obviously it wasn't working and they wanted to recoup all their money. And they kind of basically said, all right, cool. Well, you know, you don't want to do that. We're not budging. And they somehow, got Sevilla to take a lesser fee than what they paid for him like yeah. that is a fantastic piece of business from Dennis DeColos and his team um and to get it done in, in two weeks is, is really impressive I mean the, the the winter window I always feel is a little bit overhyped because everyone's like oh a team's gonna or like my team's gonna bring in a big signing and we're gonna have a great you know, at least from a European context They're like oh my team's gonna bring in a great signing and we're gonna have a great push to the second half of the season and then it's like one big name moves that have been speculated for like four years you know for like, sure it's just because, you know, the amount of money that's involved, agents want, agents want their cut, you know, you know, teams want their cut, there's advertising money involved, stuff like that. You know, all of that takes a, a lot of time to suss out. So for the Galaxy to get this done in the January window is, is really impressive. I I figured they were going to talk with him, they were going to have him come at some point, but I figured it would be the summer window when it's just a little bit easier to get these kind of deals done. Um, but, you know, full credit to them that they they, they got this done um, in the winter and he'll start the season with the Galaxy.
0: Yeah, and he'll be the highest pay player, paid player in MLS too. I mean,
1: duh. Just because I mean, duh. <laughs> Just even, even for his on-field impact, which is going to be phenomenally impressive. As I was kind of alluding to earlier, there's the whole entire cultural conversation of Tucherito and the Mexican national team fans. I mean, he will sell enough jerseys that it will pay for itself within a year. Like, even yeah. people who have no, no interest who've never watched a galaxy game in their life who could probably name you know like oh that's the team that Beckham played for right yeah you know those type of guys like they're going to buy Chicharito galaxy jerseys you know like for sure it it will it will pay for itself
0: yeah and and we still have the summer window so you know who knows what moves are going to be made there and you know I just have to say yeah um to quote first to five our friend, our fellow friends uh, over there. I know Alex had said, uh, I think chichito's going to earn your respect. So I'm here for it. I'm here for uh, it. I, I want to uh, bring it on the pitch, you know. Um, but you know, it also was great. Um, the debut of the 25th anniversary MLS kit on Chicharito. That's how they debuted
1: it. I love this jersey. I really do. I was, I was a little bit nervous. A lot of people
0: me. hate it just because we'll they think it looks plain. Yeah, but like. Think-
1: the Galaxy jerseys have kind of always been a little plain. Outside, after
0: and the that week, all the after, kits in MLS are going to look like that,
1: though. Well, it's Adidas. Like their mar- <laughs> their their design department for MLS is like some dude in a broom closet that's like leaking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh,
1: oh man, I got to change the draft paper over again. Turn it. <laughs> I right. told him that leak ten years ago. Um. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it it's always been a case league like, but like ever since the rebrand from the you know the uh, the yellow and gold days to the to now the blue and gold when when Beckham came in it's always been kind of a little plain, I'm going to be honest but um I I was really kind of not on board with the grey sash I just thought it would look a little just
0: I know silver's cuz it's 25th anniversary I kind of love it it looks kind of clean <laughs> Yeah, I I don't mind it at all, honestly. And with like a six star on there, guys, like who cares? Like, <laughs> I, I'm sure I know, I know will be we're to getting part, ahead of ourselves. Star next year. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, and I know already um, some counterparts of mine from Switch the Pitch are saying that they have to mute the word Chicharito on their Twitter feed. But whatever, but, they but hate but, us because they ain't but us, But right? isn't that a testament to like this signing? Like the fact that like
1: everyone in MLS has to pay attention to the Galaxy again, like. Mm -hmm. this is what the galaxy do is that it's a friendly reminder that like we like dormant i guess but this is like you're welcome mls kind of thing you know like yeah and, and 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 the thing i think chicharito i think is 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 going to bring a lot more I, I saw, I believe it was Javi uh, de los Trios or like, someone on uh, Twitter that basically said, this is the beginning, or this signing could be the beginning of the, the bridging the gap between the American soccer community and the Mexican soccer community in a way that we've never really seen before. And I think this is and that's going to be very interesting to see Chicharito's impact in terms of how MLS is respected and viewed in Mexico. And I know like a lot of the ground that would have to be made up in terms of that respect would have to be coming from you know CONCACAF Champions League results, because, I mean, a lot of the Mexican clubs kind of look at CONCACAF Champions League as a joke, because they're like, well, we don't have any other continental competition, it's basically just a mini-tournament between ourselves, Yeah. Um, so I think, I think between, you know, improved CONCACAF Champions League results, you know, the fact that if Chicharito comes and hits the ground running, this could very well change the way that MLS has looked at regionally. Okay,
0: but that captain's armband belongs on Jonathan Dos Santos.
1: I wouldn't say, it Yes. I agree. Yes, I agree. I think there's no question that it does belong on his arm, but if Chicharito takes it, it's not the end of the world. I mean, Chicharito is, is a, is a, is a leader. Like he is not, you know, a guy that isn't going to be a good choice, you know, like, I mean, Ibrahimovic, you could make the argument that it probably wasn't the best choice because he's not really a, like Ibrahimovic is a quiet leader, but he's not like a club captain type leader, if that makes sense. Mm. Like he's a guy that, you know, he leads by example in terms of work ethic on the pitch and stuff like that. It's Part of the reason I, I think part of the reason why AC Milan brought him in was because they've got a lot of young kids and they basically said, Look, this is what it looks like. If you work like this, you will get there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's, you know.
0: And how to manage the media and all that is a lot of times you can like, since he was 16, you know?
1: Yeah, and, 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 you know, but I think, yeah, I mean, honestly, if they gave the captain's arm to Chicharito, it wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't be, you know, I, I'd be a little bit bummed that it didn't go to Jonah because I think Jonah. Deserves it and deserves to retire as captain of the Yellow Galaxy yeah. when he retires in six years time. But you know, I, I, I would not hate it. It's not the end of the world. You know. I, I know. I, I I'm personally one of those people that's I don't get the obsession with naming like like I don't get the obsession with like oh he was named captain or like whatever like we don't know like the leaders of this team in the locker room and stuff because that goes on behind closed doors. Like as far as I'm concerned, it's kind of a flimsy piece of plastic you wear around your arm that kind of annoys you when you're on, you know, like, yeah, I,
0: and if somebody gets a red card or a sick, like, you know, yeah. like someone else That's, is going to get that. Like,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's, it, I don't, I don't get up for, for that kind of stuff. I guess, I, I, I guess I'm cynical in that respect.
0: Well um, I know another thing that people were kind of up in arms about was um, Roman Alessandrini left and, you know, before he officially gave his goodbye on Instagram, Katai has taken the number seven. So you kind of could figure, Um, you know, Alessandrini was um, injury prone. And at the same time, you know, you love him because of how he put that passion in that last season was arguably, um, or even the last couple seasons of the galaxy. for three four years anyway i keep adding it but like seriously where you just didn't see the same kind of passion that you saw for like the 2014 2012 um 2011 2002 um so we wanted somebody who's going to bring that passion back and now i feel like it is jonathan dosanto so the way he kisses that crest and I sebastian legit uh, you know my my phone screen is legit patting that that crest because that's who you want them to play for yeah i agree
1: and and I think the thing with Austin Drini is they probably went to the negotiating table with him and said, look, you know, we've got a big signing coming down the pipeline. We need to free up a designated player spot. We can give you a TAM deal. Um, and I think he just looked at it and said, I don't want to take a pay cut. I'm good. And 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 that's fine. I mean, he's I think the Galaxy didn't the Galaxy were kind of in a rock and a hard place there. Were they you know, do you take a risk on a guy that really on unf- and through no fault of his own has been, you know, Injury prone for the past three years, and 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 that's you know obviously injuries are impossible to really predict.
0: Mm-hmm. And of, or, and not his fault either. Yeah,
1: exactly. It, or you know you, you you give him the the TAM offer and he says no and he wants to walk, then you can go into MLS and look for a guy like kata and give him that money. Um, you know I think I also think Alton Drini felt put out in some kind of way about the way the club handled the injury. Um, and that's what I was gonna say too yeah which is understandable um I mean it, it it I mean it's it's unfortunate but it happens all the time regardless of sport I mean if you look at um, there's a high profile Washington Redskins player who has a suit against the team because he feels the team doctors incorrectly treated him and he ended up having like a brain tumor and they just didn't detect it you know it's it, this happens in every sport that you know unfortunately medical stuff is is mishandled so I think he he kind of looked at all of that and looked at what the galaxy were probably offering him and said, you know what? I, I'm, I'm good. I can go make that money somewhere else. And, um, the rumor I heard, is that he's off to Melbourne, Australia, which will be, that's what I was going to ask a fantastic adventure for him. I think he'll, he'll do very well there. Um,
0: but with everything that's happening right now, I mean, like the air quality in Melbourne's like,
1: well, well now actually, uh, well actually guys, I'm like an idiot. Um, no. the, the way that, uh, the weather patterns have changed down there because of, um, they had just gotten a massive amount of rain two days ago and the way the weather patterns changed actually all the wind's coming out of the south, so it's blowing the smoke off and out uh, away from Melbourne. So thankfully air quality there's actually very good right now. Um oh,
0: okay, well that's good to hear.
1: Our thoughts our thoughts are with um all of our Australian colleagues who have suffered greatly at the hands of of an absolute disaster. Um but yeah, I think you know, he'll he'll do well in the A League. Um and, and it's it, it, it is a bummer, but I think it's it's kind of, I, I think everyone kind of knew near the end of, of the middle of last season, you know, with the way that kind of, the way he was, you know, posting on Instagram, the way that the team was kind of really coy about talking about it. I think there was already a rift there. And unfortunately, you know, in a salary cap league, you're, you're going to have to make some tough goodbyes. And, and that's exactly what happened here.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I cover, we covered everything that I had on my notes.
1: Yeah. Um. I just one quick thing. Uh. They yeah. did get the Manuel in. Uh. In Stuadiel done. That. I mean. He's. He's going to be. Uh. He's a solid. You know. Starting caliber. You know. Outside back for the Galaxy. I think this is going to be a very good pickup. Um. He was fantastic at Stuttgart. He played along some really good players at Stuttgart too. Like I went through Stuttgart's. Um. I, they had just gotten. Uh. I. I spoke about it earlier uh, on an episode of the pod where the whole entire uh, Stuttgart uh, relegation story to Union Berlin. Uh, which if you haven't. Uh, looked up Union's story. It is it is quite uh, quite moving, quite awesome. Um, but they had, I mean, he was playing with guys like uh, you know Mario Gomez. I mean, uh, Daniel uh, DiDavi, who was actually a really exciting in prospect, uh, never really kind of panned out. But I mean, he's still you know not a bad player. I mean, Holger Badstuber. I mean, some really good names in terms of the 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 German. Gonzalo Castro, I mean, in terms of just like Bundesliga guys, like he was playing some really, some really good players and he was starting. So he'll be, I mean, he'll, he'll walk right into the lineup. He's going to be a, a, a very good option. He's a, he's a very attacking outside back, which I think is what Shiloto prefers. Um, And I think he's going to be a a fantastic addition to this team. And I think it's going to really help um, secure a defense that desperately needs uh, leadership and a guy that has been in, in very high stress situations
0: before. Fantastic. All right. Um, so, yeah, you guys keep it here. Um, I know that there's a lot of high profile things going on. Uh, shout out to uh, those who responded. I'm not going to go through all of your names uh, on Instagram, but thank you so much. Um, you guys know who you are. I'll get at you next time, okay? <laughs> um, also, Victoria Street Block Party is happening on February 8th. And I'm getting conflicting notes about what time the thing starts, what time the training is. I see 3 p.m. I see 5 p.m. I see 10 a.m. I see 8 p.m.
1: Um, <laughs> I hope it's not 8 p.m. No, it's not 8
0: p.m. It's when everything's over. Um, so just, you guys, you know, keep it, keep it, your notifications on, honestly.
1: <laughs> In true supporters fashion, everything is disorganized until the last
0: minute. I know. It's, it's true. Um, but, yeah, thankful, grateful for you guys. And, yeah, and we'll keep it happy. here.
1: Also, a happy 121 day to all my uh, fellow V Block members and uh, nice. Amber Super Game members. You guys are awesome. Um, keep, I'm super excited for what the season is coming up. I mean, this is it's gonna be it's gonna be big. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm so thrilled. Our, our first home game isn't until March 7th, but. Hey, you know, It feels um, like forever. It does. Um, little things to a uh, U.S. men's national team plays February first, and then the U.S. women are going for the Olympic run.
1: Yeah, that's going to be at the. Uh, isn't that that is at uh, Dignity Health Sports parks. Um, yeah, the the
0: the finals are being held.
1: Um, honestly, those are kind of fun tournaments because you get to you know it's yeah, they're a lot more intimate. They're you know it's ten thousand people in a and and it. It's, you know, 10,000 people. It's very intimate. It's kind of cool. Um, I also, you know, at these kind of tournaments, the U.S. Women's National Team is, is very good about after games, you know, making themselves available, you know, for photos, autographs, stuff like that. So it's, it's you know, it's probably going to be a, a decently cheap ticket and, you know, worth a day out.
0: Oh, definitely. Uh, I'm a little busy because February 7th is my birthday. So I'm actually not going to cover for the stoppage time via media credentials like I normally would because I've got other plans. Yeah. um and then february 9th are the oscars so <laughs> nah, we got work to do <laughs> we got work to do we got stuff going on so are you, are, big, are you a big oscars person like do you get up for those kind of stuff um i do now it wasn't before like it, my my friends kind of started hosting dinner parties or we go over and like watch and drink wine and i went to a
1: party one year where they had like it was like literally like they had like a betting circle like, like that's really what i was gonna say line.
0: at work we do have a pool like, um and a roster sheet <laughs> no, i just don't get up like i just don't get up for that kind of stuff like that ballot. that's what i meant ballot, okay. not a roster see i'm still on the soccer brain no uh-huh. it's just you know it's a side effect of working in hollywood and living in la and knowing a lot of people in the industry and just you know it's a it's a good excuse to sit on your couch drink wine with your favorite person or people and and watch <laughs> that's what i have soccer for also that right but, february, but that's what i mean like you know that's a whole weekend i was like february seventh is my birthday then february 8th is like a bunch of soccer galaxy stuff and also like u.s women's national team sprinkled in there um in Concacaf finals and all the big, and all that fun stuff and then you've got uh yeah the, the ninth is the oscars it's like it's just a whole jam-packed weekend of like hey all this fun stuff that'll keep you drunk no <laughs> I will, I just
1: returning it back to soccer. Cause uh, yes, that's, yes, that's what, we that's what here. we're here for. Yes. Um, I will say, I think it's going to be very interesting to see the U S women's national team roster that's announced for Olympic qualifying um, yes. because, because it's an 18 person roster. And I think some people are going to feel some kind of way about not getting included in that roster.
0: Right. And now we can see Andonovsky's in like his, yeah. his eras beginning.
1: Yeah. Um, and it, from the, the limited, Footage I saw out of out of the the kind of the the December uh, I guess rookie camp so to speak not really and not fully rookie but pretty much um, he's it's going to be very interesting because um, there were some there was definitely some stock stock that rose and stock that dropped there and I think there's going to be some stock that rose and stock that dropped uh, that drops in this January camp that he's hosting before the the Olympics uh, the Olympic qualifying so I think it's going to be it's an interesting time in the U.S. women's national team line. It's very much a tra- tra- transitional period. So I think it's mm-hmm. going to be – there's going to be some names that we all thought were cultural institutions that could not be touched that I think are going to be touched. So I think it, – it, hold on to your butts. you know.
0: Yeah, and three uh, of the national team players are bringing in the next generation of soccer players. Like
1: they're, all, they're like pregnant. <laughs> Alex, Alex – Alex Morgan Morgan says she's going to be fit for the Olympics, because I think her child's due very soon, and she said she's going to be fit, so that'll be an interesting kind of subplot into all of this, is is who leads the line come, you know, whenever the Olympics start. I think it's August in Tokyo, so. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm All righty, so yeah, we do weekly recordings, and... We keep them, um, you know, about an hour and 15 at most. I think it's the longest we've ever gone. We try to keep it about 45 minutes uh, to get you through your gym time, your traffic time. So much appreciated.
1: for your work commute.
0: <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, thanks so much again. Thank you all. Until next week. Cheers.